0: Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Baba Kamah, daf Sadi We are holding on daf Sadi Zayn and Baiz. One, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom of the page. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children, and Lil mother, Goldba Simcha Shalom, also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klaal Israel in these times, and tzlacha for our soldiers and for our captives, also by Rachel and Jeff Rottenberg and family in commemoration of the third yard site of Joe Rottenberg, Yosef Yitzchak, Ben Moshe Cohen, and also by Avishai Newman in honor of his father's yard site, Chaim Naftali, Ben Rav Yaakov Shlomo, whose yard site is Friday. Uh, the and Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to discuss today is the following. First, we're going to talk about whether currency is considered the same if they, they added metal to the currency, meaning they started making the same currency with more metal in it. So do we say if I owe someone $100, I could pay the same $100 coins uh, back that I, uh, that, I, that, that I borrowed, even though the current coins now have more metal in them. Then the Gemara is going to discuss uh, the bulk of uh, the entirety of Aleph, Rather, is going to be about four different statements of Rabbah about indirect damage. He's going to have four different cases about whether you're chayif for doing damage in an indirect way. So it was some form of grama or garmi. So it's going to be about throwing a coin in the ocean where you see it's right there. You can see it under the water, but it's not so easy to retrieve it. Or rubbing out the image of a coin where it's no longer uh, uh, the metal is all still there, but it's no longer uh, a. a uh, it no longer has a tsura like currency, or causing a uh, mum on an animal, which makes it possible to be used as a carbon, or burning a star. When I burn a star that says Reuven owes Shimon money, Reuven still owes Shimon money. It's just that Shimon can no longer prove that Reuven owes him money. So that's an indirect uh, form. Of, uh, of damage, so the Gemara is going to discuss all of those cases, and that's going to bring us to about a third of the way down the page on Ahmed Beis, and then the Gemara is going to discuss whether one is able to say, al when something becomes asr Bahana. I, uh, I, I borrow chametz from somebody, and then, uh, and then uh, Pesach comes and it becomes asr bahana. so can I say, here, al you can have it right back, is that considered a payment of the loan? Then the Mishnah on the bottom of Amar al we'll see if we get to it today, discusses when a worker damages an item that he's working on. You ask the carpenter to build you a chair and he breaks it, or to fix your chair and he breaks it. So uh, w- under what circumstances is the worker going to be chayev? Does he have to pay just for the demay him, just for the cost of the materials? Or does he have to pay for the chair itself? The Gemara is going to discuss whether we apply the principle, whether there is such a principle of um, kona b'shvach kli, that as a worker works on an item, that he becomes the owner of the item, and therefore, if he damages it, if he's really the owner, he's only going to really have to pay the Demey Etzim the raw materials that he was given. But if he's not the owner, and as he works on it, it still belongs to the Ba'ilim, then he's going to have to pay not just for the Demey Etzim, but for what it's actually worth. And the Gemara is going to try to bring a raya to that discussion of Uman Kona b'shvach Kli from our Mishnah. So let's begin. Six lines from the bottom of the page on al design a person uh, 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 buys uh, some merchandise and he's uh, now obligated to pay with a particular matbeya then they started minting that coin with more metal in it than they used to so mahu when you pay back uh, so uh, do you have to take into account the difference in the coin or do you say no the agreement was you're gonna pay back uh, whatever 10 of this coin so pay back 10 of this coin back you don't uh, deduct the difference in uh, in the metal and the amount of metal that goes into the coin you give if the deal was for 10 you give back 10 even if they added uh, the size of a nafa whatever that is to the uh, to the coin meaning a significant amount of metal to the coin in yes even if they added a be more to the coin, even then, you're gonna say you give back the same number of coins. I'm a in, yes, but aren't you gonna realize that the payros that you could have bought with the old coins, that uh, with the new coins, you could buy twice as many payros because the new coins are so much more valuable so apparently payrolls became cheaper meaning for the old dollar you were able to buy one apple for the new dollar you're able to buy two apples because the new dollar is twice as thick as the uh, as the old dollar so uh, how can you say that you're giving back the same, uh, the same amount so, so Ravash says well we have to look at why it is that a dollar can now buy you two apples when uh, a year ago it was only able to buy you one apple if it's because uh, the, 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 the money's worth so much more than Enochinami. then we have to take that into account when paying back the money but tarazil but sometimes the reason uh, the money the, the, the dollar is more buying power is because the apples are just more available maybe there was a particularly good crop this year, and things therefore became cheaper they have uh, it was uh, you know the the, 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 the items uh, it was good year for the farmers and uh, the supply is so high that the, that they're able to, to charge less so in such a case lo. So then you're not going to deduct the difference in the coin itself. I, niska. but at the, at the end of the day, if they melted down this money, you're going to end up with more metal than, they, uh, than you would have ended up with the old money. So how, how can you say that you're giving back exactly what you owed? You're clearly giving back more than what you owed because you could, you could see that just by melting, melting down the uh, the metal. Rather, the halacha should be the way that the uh, way that that someone owed somebody else money and then they changed the currency to make it with more metal so bizuzi de tayaa so they 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 they, uh, they did a uh, the research with a uh, an arab merchant who had both the old coins and the new coins and they found at asara bitmania that ten of the old coins weighed as much as only eight of the new coins and therefore if you owed ten of the old coins you're only going to have to pay back eight of... The new coins. That's how Rashi learns this gemara, and it turns out that if uh, it's ten or more of the old coins would equal eight of the new coins, so then you deduct the tosefes. But if it's only nine, then you would not deduct the tosefes. You would uh, you would pay nine of the uh, of of the of the new coins. That's how Rashi learns. Um, okay, the, the other rishonim learned differently, but we'll leave it at that. So now the gemara moves on to Rabba. That Rabba's going to say four different dinim relating to indirect damage. Some. Are Potter, if you throw a matbea into yama gadol, someone else's coin into yama gadol, you don't have to pay for that. My timeout, why would you be potter? Because amr hamanachamachi by shakle. You could tell the guy you, you want your coin. It's right there. Go take it. You can see it right there. So says Gemara. But there are two qualifications we have to make on that. First of all, it has to be clear water where you can actually see it, and only then can you say it's right there. Go take. it because that's where you'd be able to hire a scuba diver or someone who'd be able to actually retrieve it as long as you're able to see it. But if the waters were dirty, the waters were sullied, where you're not able to see the coin, then even hiring a scuba diver won't help you and therefore it's not considered to be something that's available, that's how Tosos and the Rush learn, that Achurin and Sululin are, are really dafka. it's about whether you're, the Icar is, whether you're able to get it out with a scuba diver, meaning that's really the point it's not about whether you can see it so much as whether we have confidence that if you were to hire someone to go retrieve it, that you'd be able to find it, the Ktsos uh, uh, is Medayik from a number of Rishonim, that they disagree with Tosos and the Rush, and they hold that it's Davka about Sululin and Achurin, that it's not about whether you're able to retrieve it, it's about whether you're able to see it. That if you're able to see it, you can say, it's right there. But if you're not able to see it, then you're not able to say that it's right there. So that is qualification number one that you're only able to. You're only going to be potter if you can point to the coin and say it's right there. So you go take it, and that only then are you going to be potter. But if we can't even see it, then uh, you can't retrieve it. Then you're not going to be potter. A second qualification, vahani Mili, and that which we say that you're potter when you throw someone's coin into the ocean is da It's where you uh, you knocked it out of his hand into the ocean. Avul Shakti biade. But if you picked it up out of his hand and then threw it into the ocean, then you're a gazlan, so So you have to do the mitzvah, of you have to do a proper mitzvah, and you have to actually return it, so uh, even though at the time that you threw it into the ocean, you weren't intending to steal it in the sense that you never intended to keep it for yourself, you were just trying to throw it into the ocean, to destroy it, to uh, make it be lost, but uh, w- when it came into your hand, you became a gazlan, it's only if you manage to get it into the ocean without ever picking it up in your hand, then there's no Misa Gazela and only then are you a Mazik and we say that it's considered indirect uh, Hezik because you're still able to see the coin. Now Tosos back on Dafnun Vavam quoted Yerushalmi, that when it says that listim, that take out a, that, that, that are a behema from uh, from the pen, and the behema goes out and damages, that the listim are chayiv, and those damages that that's dafka, when it's moziah uh, al-menas la-gozla that's only if they took it out, al to steal it, but if their kavana was to just let it be lost, let it roam, and let it be lost to the bylim then they're not kona with the mashicha and therefore they're not going to be chayiv on the nezik that it does, so that's only as far as the of Nezikin. But as far as their Khiv of Hashava, it does, doesn't matter what their Kavana is. That's what the Shach points out. Even if their Kavana was to let it be lost, if they did a Maisa Meshicha on it, that's what we get from our Gemara, then they're a and they have a of HaShava. So yes, the Yerushalmi says that if, uh, if they did a Maisa Meshicha only with the intention of letting the animal be lost and not taking the animal for themselves, and then the animal goes in damage, So the gazlan is putter on the nazikin, Yeah, on the nazikin he's going to be putter. There. But the chiyuv that they're for sure going to have, and that's exactly what our Gemara is saying. That if you pick it up, you're the gazlon, and that that activates a chiyuv So So, uh, so ask the Gemara from Rabbah, It sounds like throwing a matbeah into the yam is not considered a real has it because he's saying that you're going to be potter as long as the water was clear and as long as you never took possession of it. But Masiv Rava Rava challenges, how does this fit, how does this stim with the halacha we have about being poda maizah sheni. Ain mechal in So you cannot be poda maizah sheni on money that is not bereshuh. So for example, if you had money in a faraway place called Kistra, where there are no because it's a very dangerous place, Oh, or similarly you have money in our Melech oh, liyam Ein you're not allowed to be on the money that fell into yam because it's not so, so apparently the money that's in Yama is considered to be not in the Roshos of the Baalim so if you cause someone else's money to go into Yama shouldn't you be considered a mazik because you're taking it out of the Roshos of the baylim? so isn't that Kashan Rabbah Rabbah said, "You're going to be potter as long as I could see it, and as long as I never took possession of it, I'm going to be potter." But here you have that it's not considered to be in the rishos of the uh, of the of the Bailim. And the Rebel Khan points out, and you can't say that this case about the Meisrasheni is talking about a case where you picked it up and you threw it into the ocean. Because if that were the case, then obviously it, 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 it would not be considered the rishos of the baim. You stole it, uh, so obviously it must be that it's talking about a case where you just knocked it into. The ocean, and we still say it's not called to, to be in the Rosh of the bayum. Rav points out uh, th- that we can't say that we're talking about a case where it's mayim because again, also, then it's obviously not in the Rosh of the Baim. It must be mayim salulin, and still, it's not. In the rishos of the bialim, so Amar Raba answers: You can't bring a raya from chilum meiser to, uh, to, to 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 throwing someone's uh, to causing someone's money to go into the Yamagadal. shinyly in your meiser to be in matzah biyadcha. Amar By meiser, there's a particular din that it needs to be matzah so since there's a din of Matzah B'Yadcha, so by Miser, when it's inaccessible, and it's not immediately accessible, that's not called Matzah b'yadcha. But when it comes to uh, to Nazikin, if it's accessible, even though it's not immediately accessible, but it's accessible Al Tareach Gadol, well then, you, de- you didn't actually damage or steal anything, and then you're in fact going to be potter. So that was statement number one of Rabbah, as far as indirect damage, that if I knock a coin out of your hand, and, uh, and, and it goes into the ocean, and I'm able to to see it then i 'm going to be Potter from uh, from paying for it now, statement number two of Raabbaabba if if I, if I uh, rub out the tsura on your coin potter i don 't have to pay you for the devaluation. Of that coin. my Because I, I didn't do any Meissenezik at all. The Gufa is still there. The is uh, has every bit of metal that it always did have. And that's why the Gemara elaborates that the only reason I'm going to be is because I actually did not rub away any of the metal. I hit it with a hammer where it knocked down the tsura, so the Tzura is uh, flattened and you're not able to see the tzura anymore. But if I were to actually scrape it off and rub it off and remove some of the metal, so then in a chinami, uh, then I was, I was, I was a mechaserit, so then I'm going to be chayiv, for the uh, for the decrease in value of of the coin, that which you were chosur b- b- from the from the gufam at us points out that's pasha that you're going to be chayiv. I don't need Rabba to tell me that. The chiddush is that once I was chosur from the gufam at whatever devaluation the coin went through, I'm going to have to pay for the whole devaluation. So maybe I only chipped away you know, uh, 5% of the metal, but I'm going to have to pay for the entire decrease in value. Because a, co- a minted coin has two levels of value. There's the value of the metal and the value of the fact that it's a minted coin. So I'm not, once, I caused, uh, well, once I caused some of the metal to be scraped away... I'm also going to have to pay for the devaluation of the of the of the coin. Uh, the Chazanish explains the whole tour from paying uh, the pchas in the in the loss of the tsura is only because it's not considered a mazik because you didn't do anything to the guf hamad Be'a. So so long as the nezek of the of the rubbing out of the tsura was, was was done by being by actually uh, rubbing it, by actually scraping off some of the metal, then you're a mazik, and once you're a mazik, you pay you pay for the entire damage, so it turns out that, according to Raba, that when you damage the value of a matbeya uh, by rubbing out the tsura without. Uh, scraping away any of the metal, you're not called a mazik. So, asking Mar, is that true? Masavrava, Rava. We have a brisa that talks about shain uh, va'ayin by an Evid kanani, and we're going to compare shain uh, va'ayin in an imperceptible way. Meaning, if you don't actually physically knock out his eye, you just blind him or make him deaf. To a case of a coin where you didn't actually take away any of the value, any of the uh, the metal. So, he kawal sima al ozno show, evad yosibad lecher. Certainly. Certainly if you strike an heaven on his eye on his ear and you make him blind or you make him deaf so the heaven goes to the but what if you strike uh, on a wall right next to his eye, and he gets so afraid from the sound of the, uh, of the, of the, the, the smack on the wall, that because of that he's unable to see, or, or right across from his ear on a wall, and because of the fright, of, so he's not able to hear, and the evidence is not the because you were not That's only considered to be a grama. So apparently from the Braith, in the first in of the price, so we see that when you uh, when you hit him on his ear and you make him deaf, um, the uh, the even though you, <coughs> the ear is still there. You just caused it to not function anymore. It's, it no longer hears. So that that's called that you were uh, that, 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 uh, that you, you you knocked out his ear. So the same should be true by the Pekam of the tsura of the Matveya, where the Matbeah is not worth as as much, even though all of the metal is there. We should say that you, you've damaged the uh, the coin and therefore you should have to pay for it. So it's a Kasha and rabba. So we're comparing damaging the tsura of a coin where you don't take away the metal to uh, costing someone their eyesight or their Hearing, where you didn't actually physically remove their, their eye or their ear. So the Gemara says, No, Rabbi may." Rabbah who considers rubbing out the Tzura of madbeya as only a gramma is Lishitaso. Dama Rabbi, la'aviv. Rabbi holds that if you make your father deaf uh, by, by being Makahim on his ear, you're Chayv Misa. Sh- I normally only Chayv Misa if you cause a chavala that causes bleeding. Over here, it's imperceptible to, to any outsider. They look at the father, his ears look perfectly fine. It's just that they don't function. No, because sh- uh, b- below Khabura. It's impossible that a person goes deaf without some sort of internal bleed that you have to assume a tipas dam fell in the ear and that's why you're Mechaev and Misa so therefore you can't ask on Rabbah from the din of an Eved because Lushit if you're Nisharei Shri Eved by striking the Eved in the ear the reason he, he became deaf is because something actually happened and something physically changed it wasn't just that his ear is no longer functioning uh, we generally assume I think Rav Shetta certainly assumes that when, uh, when a person loses function. Of a limb that that's considered sakanas aver from a hilchos shabbos uh, perspective. I had a Shaila recently. I had forgotten last time I mentioned what the Shaila was. Uh, Rabbi Shai Shakta told me he had a Shaila of um of a, of of uh, of a I think it was an autistic uh, child who's able to communicate but only through a computer that he's not able to communicate uh, verbally. So uh, Rabbi Shakta thought that that was sakanas aver of the mouth. That uh, whatever is you'd have by sakuna zaver on Shabbos, that the fun- because he lo- loses the functionality of communication. That the functionality of communication is through the is 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 through the mouth. So even though he's not communicating through the mouth, he thought that that's uh, considered sakana It's quite a chiddush But he thought that whatever coolers you can have for sakana you're going to be able to have uh, over there, and you know, to allow the, the child to be able to use his communication device on uh, on Shabbos. Anyway, uh, via, ask a Shaila if Shaila's come up. Don't don't, don't rely on the Davyomi. yomi. The Rabbah tells us a third halacha. Hatzorim ozen paraso shel If a person uh, makes a uh, a nick on the ear of of his, of his friend's para, uh, and now it's a balas mum. It's pasul la so Potter. He's not going to have to pay for the uh, for the hezek to the to the animal. The assumption is Tosus points out that it's a stam para, so it's not considered a nezek because uh, not every para is omid la hakrava is going to be brought on the mizbeach. But a para that was already hooked as a karban well then for sure it's considered a nezek because the Mishnah had said back on uh, Tzadivab that goes the behem of the nifslamel is. So you could say and you don't have to pay for the damage. So it sounds like only if it's nifslamei aleha can you say But if you were the one that was matil the so then you can't say if it was already behema of kachim. But if we were talking about it, it as a regular para, you just went over way, you nick the ear of the para Who says this parah was destined for the mizbeach anyway? So then your partner, my taima. The parah is still as it was. The law of the You didn't do any at all. The Not every shor is on the mizbeach, and therefore it's not considered to be a, uh, a, a nazak Meaning, even though something physically has changed on the parah, but nothing consequential has physically changed on the parah. No one cares if it has a, an, an ear or not. Um, the uh, so Masav Ravah, so Ravah challenges if uh, someone does Malacha with the water that they plan on using for the Paraduma ashes or where he does Malacha with the Paraduma that's supposed to be shechted and then burned in order to make the Efrachatas. He doesn't have to pay, but he's chayiv midini shemaim. So, it's only because you did malacha with no, uh, the mechatas, where the hezek is not at all nicker, because the water is physically the same water. But the implication is that if you did something physical that's perceptible, even though it may seem inconsequential, but it's perceptible, so then it, you should be chayiv, because it's called minchar hezekah. So, says Mar Amri, tsoreim no, even if it's perceptible you're gonna be patr, as long as it's inconsequential. How come, Why then does it tell me uh, does it does it tell me a case of Osa Malakh Paraskata should have told me a greater chiddish that even if you're tsori Mazno shalpara, you're gonna be patr? Meaning why tell me the lesser chiddish where I do something that physically doesn't change the water at all that I'm gonna be patr? Tell me a greater chiddish that even when I knock off the ear of the animal I'm gonna be patr? No, nah, it's telling me a greater kidish. Because the greater khidish is in the second half of the sentence that you're Khayib even if the water looks exactly the same. It's just that now you did malach with it. Uh, so that that's a greater kidish that even if it's exactly the same. Not that the fact that I'm is a lesser kiddish, but the fact that I'm that's a greater khidish. Another statement of Raba final statement of Raba. The Sorik Stor Shah Khavero, if I burn someone else's star, uh, Shimon has a star that says Ruvein owes him a thousand dollars, and I burn the star, so I do not have to pay Shimon a thousand dollars. naira I just burned a piece of paper. How much is a piece of paper worth? Two cents. So that's uh, you know physically that's all it's worth. It has a lot of representative value because Shimon would have been able to use that to prove that Ruven in fact owes him money. So maskav Rami Barchama, dami. What exactly is the case of burning someone else's star? If you have witnesses that know what was. Written in the star, lift the star Well, then if witnesses knew what was written in the star, let them sit down and write a new star. hey You for sure have to pay for the paper, so uh, t- spend two cents, buy them a new piece of paper, and let the witnesses write a new star. and And if there is no witnesses about what was written in the star, so of course the guy's going to be there because we have no idea what was written in the star. You're never going to be able to prove that it said that Ruby knows him a thousand dollars. The star might have been, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a letter. Dear Shimon, uh, thanks for your friendship. Love Ruvain. You know, it could have been. It uh, could have been nothing. Could have been totally inconsequential. So Amarava So Rav says, no, no. The case is that the guy who burnt the star believes Shimon about what was written in the star. He trusts that it was a thousand dollars written in the star. He says, I'm still pater because all I did was burn a star. I didn't destroy your money. Amarav dimi Barchanina. Hadar this final statement of Rabbah that when you burn someone else's shtar, your pater is in fact subject to Machlokas tanai. Machlokas Rabbi Shimon, Banani. We had a Machlokas in Dalit Amit Beis. If someone steals Kachim, that the bailim is chayiv Bach that the Bailem is going to have to replace, that according to the Chachamim, the Ganav does not have to pay Kafel or dalit Vehei, because it's, uh, it's, it's considered to already be in the Roshos of Haggadish. And the Pesach says, Vaguna Mi Beis Ha'ish, only if you steal Mi Beis Ha'ish, Ish are you chayiv in kefel and dal but not me based hegdish. That's the shita of chachamim. Rabbi Shimon says that no, he's chayiv in kefel and dalvehe, because it's also considered me based ish. Why? Because davar agori the 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 fact that even though right for me it's not my monetary possession because it's already hegdish but since I'm responsible if something happens to it and I'm gonna have to buy another one to replace it, that's a gorium the mammon. So this behema, even though it doesn't belong to the Makdish, it already belongs to Hagdish, but since if it were to die or to get lost I'm going to have to replace it with another carbon, so therefore it's considered to be a goreim l-mamon. And the chacham would disagree, hold davar goreim love dami. So that's the machlokas, whether you pay kefal or dalvei for this. So the same is true when it comes to the story shtar shel It could be toli in this machlokas, because the shtar is not inherently valuable, it's not inherently mammon because it's just a piece of paper, but it's a goreim l'mamon for the bailum of the shtar, because through that he's going to be able to collect whatever amount of money it says in the shtar. So the Rabbi Shimon according to Rabbi Shimon the So if you burn the you should be Khayev. The according to the that it's Lav you should not be Chaiv. So When does Rabbi Shimon say That's when something used to be, have a real monetary value to the bailum, but right now it's no longer momon because you or maktashit, kidarabah, like Rabbah said, da'marabah, meaning what's an example of something that used to have actual inherent monetary value and has now lost that value? The case of Rabbah. If, uh, pesach usrafo if someone steals Chamitz before Pesach and someone else comes and burns it on Pesach or an Arab Pesach, so uh, at the time of the Beor, pater, she'akol matzuvim alav alav he's pater from paying because everyone would be chayiv to burn this uh, this chametz, and therefore you can't be mechayiv him for burning the chametz at the zman biru chametz. But Pasach. Pesach, but if it's after Pasach, where it's already not a mitzvah to be mevirit so then machlokas Rabbi Shimon for Rabbanon, then you, you enter into the machlokas Rabbi Shimon and Rabbanon about davar gorem lemamon, because this chametz that's over Pesach is not mamon gomer because it's also baana, but it's a gorem lemamon to the gazlan because he could be he could patter his chiv hashavas gazela by. Just just giving it back, and they hareshal But now that it's burnt, he's going to have to buy new food to, to give back. That's going to cost him a lot of money. So the Rabbi Shimon, davar kamam According to Rabbi Shimon, davar you're going to be chayiv for being so reif the chametz la achra pesach. The Rabbi davar gavam the love kamam and And according to the Rabbanon, if you serve the chametz la achra pesach, you're going to be pater because it has no inherent value. It's right now Asubana. So if you're going to say Rabbi Shimon by something that was worth money initially like Khamet Shavar Lava Pesach uh, with, where, where before Pesach it had inherent value and even now that it becomes Asabana, Bana it's not really uh, mamon Gamar anymore but it's a gorem lamamon that's where Rabbi Shimon says "Davar gorem lamamon is but bedavr she ain't karo mamon mi but by something like a shtar Chov that never had inherent value, that that we never found that Rabbi Shimon says davar is actually kamal dumi, and therefore sorry shtaros of is not necessarily subject to the machlokes Rabbi Shimon lechabim about a davar Gorim le It is a little bit strange. That when we want to come up with an example uh, uh, of of something that has no inherent value that used to have inherent value and now lost that inherent value that we have to bring in a case of chametz. Uh We we were just talking about a case. We were just talking about a case of I mean the original case of Rabbi Shimon and the was a case where it was uh it was it was a carbon right. It was an animal that had value. Then you were is a carbon. Why don't we just use that case? So the Shidum points out this uh, this problem that Lachora it's very difficult. Why the Gemara? We, we have the actual machloksh of Shimon and Rabanan in a case where it used to have inherent value and it doesn't have inherent value. Why do we need, we need to say? Oh, you know what's Such a case. It's like the case of Kidaraba about chametz. What are we bringing in chametz for? You don't need the case of Kidaraba. However, once we do bring it in, it's interesting that we say that if the guy burns it on Erev Pesach and the Zman Biuris Potter because. Everybody is chayiv to be uh, to be mevayarit. it's slach in Maseches Pesachim and says do not be medayik from here that every Jew is to burn every other Jew's chametz. The mitzvah of tashbisu is a mitzvah on the baylim of the chametz. The Gemara is just saying that yet yeah, to the extent that there's a sense of so if I, I know that you're not going to get a chance to burn your chametz, I'd be doing you a favor by burning your chametz. But it's not that it's my mitzvah of tashbisu to burn your chametz. The chasam in the tshuva says, no, since by uh, on Pesach the chametz is not per ha Bailim, so the chiv of ha of of, 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 of tashbisu is not dafka on the baleim. It's on any Jew, any Jews. is even if it doesn't belong to him, is Tashbisu tashbisu Rav Al-Khavan writes in Shurim uh, that it's tali in a sachronim. Because Magen Avram writes that someone who's uh, who has Khamit shel as a pikadon without any achrayus on the pikadon is uh, in non violation of uh, any halacha if he doesn't burn that chavetz. It's not mine. I have no achrayus for it. It's not my problem if I don't burn it. However, the beer this agrees, and he says, you, you, you are a to burn it. So Bukhan says, what do you mean? It's not his, not his Zacharias, why is a to burn it? el it must be that I have a chayef to burn every Jew's chayef, even if it's not mine. So uh, Shmuel Razovsky just points out, it was given to you as a pikadon. in that case. Maybe the gra would only say it's your responsibility because it was given to you as a pikadon. But just stam that I have a chiv on everybody in the world's chametz, maybe we wouldn't go uh, quite that far. Anyway, we had said that, according to Ramayor, there there is a, we, we discussed back, uh, we're going to discuss rather in a couple of days, there is such a thing called dot do indina de garmi, that if a person damages in an indirect but somewhat direct way, Rameyr holds that your chayf, Um the, uh, the, the chayiv to pay for that. And uh, others disagree and hold eind Da gar, in So the Gemara is going to bring, in the name of Amemar, that the, in, the Indian of Sori Shetar Shal is totally on whether we are Da in Dina de garmi or not. Meaning it's important to realize there's something called Grama Ben Grama Ben is patru. Grama is very indirect. Garmi is kind of indirect, but a little more direct. So Garmi is a machlokas from and the Chachamim. The big trick is to figure out what's Grama, what's Garmi. So all the Rishonim just try to line up all the cases in Shas that the Gemara uh, uh, identifies as grama, all the cases that the Gemara identifies as garmi, and says, so, okay, now given the, these data points, what exactly is the chilik between grama and garmi? So there are several shitos. Rashi shita and Babbasu Davchav Am- 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 Beis Amid is that uh, there is no real uh, hevdel between garmi and grama. Um, it's just that uh, the the uh, the, 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 that they're exactly the same, and there is no is difference in din either. When we say grama ben and Pater, that's only going within the Sheetah of the chamem that you're patar and garmi as well. But there's really no separate, There is no distinction between gramma and garmi. The sheet of the ritzba quoted in Tosefos and of Basra, and the sheet of the Mordechai is that there's uh, there, there's there's no. Uh, fundamental difference between grama and garmi, but any time it's a more common type of thing to happen, so then we call it garmi, and we're going to be, and we're more likely to be of the guy. Ramirez is going to be mechayiv the guy because if it's more common, we have to make a knas to make sure this doesn't keep repeating itself, that it doesn't keep happening. So there's nothing fundamental you can point to that this is grama, this is garmi, other than how commonly it happens. Whereas Rov Rishonim and Poskim assume that, uh, that that there's it's, there's some fundamental difference in the uh, in the in the mahus of the of the of the nezak um, so uh, what exactly that difference is is subject to a major Malchag Shoshone Tulsa and the Rosh say that anytime you yourself do the mice that causes the hezek on the guf hadover shel havero like you burn his shtar that's garmi and you but if you didn't do a ma'isa be guf hadavar shel havero you didn't do it on his item and the hezek only comes memela uh, like in, in a case where you're zori kli mirosh agag, and there were cushions on the bottom uh, at the time that you threw the kli off of the rosh agag, so you didn't do any mice that was going to cause any damage, because it would have been, its fall would have been cushioned, but then you go and you pull the cushions away, so you didn't do anything on the item itself. When you chucked it off the roof, it wasn't going to get damaged. When you pull the cushions away, you weren't touching that, so that's grama. So that's uh, that's one of the chilukim. Many other Rishonim have different chilukim between grama and garmi. Anyway, Amar man the garmi, magved me shtar If you're done din the garmi, if you hold like mayor, then when you burn someone else's star, that's garmi, and you're going to have to pay for the actual value of the star. But if you're not donating the garments, then you only collect the value of the paper. Have There was a miser that happened. Vakafi raf from the Ravashi and raf from forced Ravashi who burnt shtaros shel chaveiro. Rashi writes, Ravashi is burning other people's shtaros. What's wrong with Ravashi? So Rashi writes, "Be I'll do so." When he was a kid, he did it. You know, it was during his uh, his rebellious, uh, youthful years that he had uh, he had burnt someone else's star. The agvi be and they collected like the, uh, the 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 like the the, the best beam uh, that you could make nice uh, nice images on. So the Idis from Ravashi's nuchasim went to pay for that nezek because apparently holds like Rameir that we're in dina degarmi. Now Rashi's idea that it's be I'll do so leads to a whole discussion in the Rishonim. Do you have to pay for damage that you did? B, I'll do so. So the Arzura says, Yesh mikan, that even though a katan amazik is not the l'shalem, that's only when he's still a katan. But when he gets older, then he's chayev to pay for that which he did as a, uh, a katan. Whereas many other Rishonim say, no, a katan is not even chayev to pay Kisha Yagdil. I, how do you understand this case? Either not like Rashi, that it's not talking about something that happened, be I'll do so, and Rav Ashi's role is not that he was the Mazik, but he was a member of the base, then you have to say some other interpretation. Or that Beeldu so means in his teenage years. We forget that when a boy becomes Bar Mitzvah, he's chayiv in everything. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, when he goes off to yeshiva, you know, when he's 18, 19 years old, he becomes chayiv in Mitzvah. He's chayiv in saying Brachos, and he's chayiv in, uh, you know, in everything already by the time he's, uh, he's Bar Mitzvah. So he's chayiv in the Zikin as well. the We said if you have... You stole Chameitz, and then Pesach came and went, so you could just return the very Chameitz that you had stolen. So, Man tana, omrin bi yisuri, anna, reisho, who's the Tana that holds that when something has become Asrba you can still do the Gazan could just return it and say, here, physically, it's the same item, take it back? So, chis ta Rabbi Yaakov, That's the sheet of Rabbi Yaakov. Titania, Shor Shehem, if a shark killed the person, and therefore the Shar is Chayef Skila, Achlo Nigmardino if the bailam of the Shar sells it before the gemar din so the sail is binding and the shard doesn't get skila, because the shard still needs to be in the reshus of the bailam at the time of the Gamardin. Hikdish if the Baylum was Makdish the is chal. again if it's all before the Gamardin, before the Gamardin Din, the Basar is a kosher to eat if zero shomer the if someone was watching that shard and gives it back to its Bailim, muksar he did his job he returned the shard to the Bailim, even though ultimately that shard is going to get skela uh because it didn't yet have a gamardin but i returned it and i did my job the ready So if I sell it, it's not a valid sale. I the Returning it after a gemar Din, I didn't return anything of value, so it's zero. Rabbi Yaakov That even after the Gemara Din, it's still called that I returned it. So my ba what are Rabbi Yaakov and the arguing about? Whether after the Gemara Din, if I return the Shar this Niskal, it's considered. To be returned, to Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov says, I could just give it right back. Rabban Safari And the all, no, by you cannot say so, Rabbalo, that's not necessarily <laughs> Maybe everyone agrees. That you could say be, by Tim Kane, Because if they disagreed about that, why not have the argument about Why would they talk about a the of the between the and Rabbi Yaakov is whether we could do a gemar din on the shor when the shore is not present. That you can't do a gemar din when the shor is not there. So the Bilem could tell the Shomer, had you given me back the shore I would have hid it somewhere so it could never have a gemar din. But you gave it. Back to the basin. Oh, you, hey, what were you thinking? Now there's going to be a gemar din. Rabbi Yaakov government Rabbi Yaakov there's no hiding it because you could do the gemar din even if the shor not there. My other lay, you can say what hezek did I do for you by returning it to the basin. So so Dinos Either way, the Gamardin is going to happen one way or the other. Ashkenaf of the rab barshmul chista found rab barshmul amrle tanisa midi bisurianna. Did you learn any interesting Allah about bisurianna? Amrle in tanina, yeah. I learned a very interesting halacha. Ve'hesh v'z'gzele matam l'omar asher gazal. When it says ve'hesh v'z'gzele, why does it have to add the words Ashar gazal? Yachsirka and sh'gazal. All you need to do is return the physical item that you stole. Mikan amru gazal matmeh av'nifsal. Peyros v'yarkivu. If you stole a coin and it became it became uh, no longer legal tender. Peyros and they became rot rotten. Yayin v'hichmet. Some say yayin v'nesnasech. It, uh, it was used for yayin v'nesnasech. Truma v'nitmes. Chameh tzvavaralavah v'pesach. Chameh tzvavaral Behem of Nevda baAvera. Now it becomes possible to use Vakrava. v'Shar and a Shar ad nigmardino before the Gemar Din. Omelarishal Chalof You can say Rishal Chalof and your Potter. So Man Shamle Damlai ad Nigmardino in Mish Nigmardino low. Who's the Shita that holds that if you try to return the Shar after the Gemar Din, it's not valid. That's Rabbanan. It's not Rabbi Yaakov. That's the Rabbanan. And yet within the Rabbanan VeKatani. That even the Rabbanon apparently holds that when chametz becomes also because Pesach came and went, you're able to say, So you see that the case of the Shara and the case of the chametz are not the same. So If you see the B'nei HaYeshiva, Don't tell them that because it's going to prove me wrong. And I'd rather they not know that brisa that proves me wrong. Peros is a kasha why he said that peros peros if they rotted we say But didn't peros but then we say you're supposed to pay k'shasek zela kan shir kivu kan kivu in the mishnah we're talking about where they entirely rotted so you cannot be pottered by returning fully rotten peros uh, since they changed entirely from the Shasak zela whereas if it's only m'kzasan then it's like chamit shavu where you can return it in that way to the Bailim, okay. But From tomorrow, we'll pick up with the Mishnah on the bottom of Amud Beis.